A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. to Beauty and Beyond in association with Beauty Buddy, a global community of beauty buddies and the go-to app for independent beauty reviews and much more. I'm Sarah McGovern and he's Ken Boylan. She's a mom, she's a catwalk queen and she's a businesswoman. While he's a makeup artist to the stars, a product designer and a beauty guru. Hi Ken, how are you? Hey Sarah, how's it going? Good, good. So uh, level three to level five. <laughs> We're back again. We're just going up in levels every day. I know it's, it's just mad. It really and is. Does it feel any different for you? Not at all. No. I mean, look, you know, with, with the story, with the fact that I've, I'm, I'm at home all the time now anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, this podcast is a lifeline to me, but um, <laughs> you know, everything else we, you know, the website and so on, thankfully I, I'm working yeah. on that a lot and we've, we've been improving our website. But apart from that, we're just, we've gone back into maintenance mode. So we've oh. put a floor in and we've redone our kitchen and next uh, we're going to buy paint so I can paint the house, you know, oh, so it's just stuff yeah. like that, you know. Brilliant. Oh, that's great. Though. What about you? Life is fine. It's fine. You know, we just manage through. But my, my fear is that like we'll, we'll, we won't get to see everybody at Christmas time, I guess. So mm. I, said they're, I hope they're doing this so we can all see each other at Christmas time. So. I'm not a Christmas person, so oh, I, I, no, I hate it. Oh, really? <laughs> what about Halloween? Because like, I'm not a big Halloween lover. Um, I'm not really big of any of them, you know, like um, Halloween, I suppose I would like if there was something happening, but um, Christmas, I'm, I, I mean, I, that sounds really Scrooge McDuck, but I'm, no. I'm um, no, I just, we don't do gifts and all that. We, 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 we travel and, and oh, okay. you know, so yeah. that's probably what we're going to do if we're allowed to do it, you know. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Good stuff. All right. So we, I've got some reviews to do um, thanks do. to the Beauty Buddy app. And you can check those out actually on the app and also on our um, Instagram page, the Beauty and Beyond podcast. Yes. So for once, I believe you're going to review something that's maybe not your own. <laughs> <laughs> you are a funny person, aren't you? <laughs> Disregarding the fact that I have my own makeup range and I love yeah. everything in it, I will say that one of my all time, I, I love bringing up favorite stuff and one of my all time favorite products is definitely the Hypnose, Lancome's Hypnose Volumizing Mascara in black. Um, it's been around for a long, long time um, and I have to say it is absolutely lovely. I just love the fact that it's, it's really volumizing. It's The brush is really nice. The shape of the brush is lovely um, and it just does not crease. Anytime I, I use it on shoots, I used to use it on shoots or anytime I use it on, on bridal, on brides and so on, I just yeah. always found it stayed put, and and I all and it was one of the products that I would always recommend to the bride to buy, you know, and to get the the waterproof one because it just did not move through the whole entire day, and okay. it gives lovely volume to the eyes, you know. Out of all of the sort of volumizing mascaras like the YSL ones and the, you know, the the ones from um, Benefit and so on, this yeah. one I just found is always it always delivers. It really does, and it's it's a really good brush. It's really dark and and, so, and it's a, it's lovely so yeah the brush is for me the main thing I have no lashes basically I was born with no lashes yeah. basically so yeah. I really need and it's really important to get the right brush because you know all mascaras to me are you know are, are great but it's the brush yeah. like you know yeah um 
and uh, well obviously first I would always now recommend and it's in the last couple of years I've really realised this that uh, a tweet uh, not a tweet what are they called the um, the, the uh, eye curlers eyelash curlers vital for someone like me um, yeah. but the brush is the main worry for me in anything about eyes so if it's too thick it goes all over my eyes yeah and all down below underneath as well. So this you saying has got a nice. Is it thin? It's just got a nice. It's got a, a thin to. It's a. It's a longish, thinnish brush. Um, it's not one of the ginormous, big, Most, thick brushes, yeah. which I find really annoying. Like really? you, I just find them very annoying. Um, it's just a nice sort of. It's a good brush. It's a good okay. size brush, and it's good for thin lashes. It's good for bushy lashes. Okay, I just. I just. I just think it's a, a really good product. And the other yeah. thing with it is it lasts. It lasts for a long time. So yeah. you know okay. this whole sort of you know um, the thing with the really big brushes is you keep on um, using those. They dry up after about two months. You know, um, whereas this one yeah. because the, the, the brush is smaller, it doesn't dry up as much. You're not pu- pushing as much air into the product okay. as you would with the other ones. And that's what I like about it too. Now the price is it's expensive yeah. enough. I mean it's, it's it? thirty two it's thirty two fifty um for the for the for the the mascara, which is expensive. But you know, look, it's a good it's a good mascara. If it's a good one though, yeah. you wouldn't mind it. You know, if it suits your your eyelashes, then it's yeah. then you wouldn't mind that. Because I, I I actually find that I'm I'm now buying um uh, a benefit one. Yeah, uh, I think I saw. I think it was it was Pippa O'Connor on on her Instagram one day. Yeah. put it on, and I thought I'm going to try that because um, instantly she looked like she had loads of lashes. Yeah. So I tried it, and do you know what I'm buying? They have a little kind of travel size one. Yeah. And I I'm using that because I find that the bigger ones tend to dry out a bit. So yeah. this one, but it's still twenty twenty five euros. No, I know it's so expensive. They are expensive. Yeah. yeah, but the good one. But like, I wouldn't mind spending thirty two fifty yeah. on one if, if it gave me really good lashes. So now you've, you've convinced me to go. Can I also just say to you, Sarah? Do you know what would be good on you? Um, have you had your lashes permed? Have you had them uh, had that 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 treatment done on them to sort of slightly curve your lashes? Yes, years ago I did. Okay, because right. that that I find if you get it done properly and if it's only a slight curl can really, really, really volumize your lashes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I've also had them, you know, where they you dye them and made absolutely no difference at yeah. all. <laughs> I've, like literally, looked in the mirror, like, oh, you're happy with that, and you walked yeah. away going, yes, it's lovely. Yeah, but yeah. absolutely no difference. <laughs> um, I've tried. I have gone and got those um, semi-permanent ones that yeah. you know, last. They're just annoying, they, though, aren't they? They're annoying. And and by the time I got on my holidays, they half them had fallen out. Yeah. And I, that was such a waste. And they're expensive. Um, yeah. I don't know how but the upkeep on them is just too much. I don't yeah. like upkeep on stuff. Um, so I'm all about the mascara. And if yeah. you, it, it is, you're saying this Lancome Hypnos is in waterproof. It's a good and it's volumizing. It it does yeah. give. Um, it gives. As far as I'm concerned, it just gives okay. a lovely. I, I, it was always um, one of before I had my own makeup range. It was always mm. one of the products that I would always go and. Make make sure I had in my kit. I'd always have to make sure I had that in my kit. Very good. Great tip. Thank you. Yeah. And what would you so you're going to give that five out of five probably, are you? I will give it five out of five, yeah. Would you? Okay. okay. So Lancome, if you're listening, you can send me some. <laughs> Fine, I don't mind. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Okay. Um, so my product then that I have um, is something that you, you know all about me and talking about this for years and years and years is my CN. It's called the Little Anti-Wrinkle Day and Night Cream. So CN is spelled C-I-E-N. Um, yeah. yeah, only available in Little. Yes. Uh, people think I'm absolutely crazy, I know. And they'd, I'd sit down in front of them to get my makeup done or whatever it would be over jobs. And they'd be like, what do you use on your skin? 
and I tell them and they'd all laugh or they just go, they wouldn't believe me. Or, and I'm like, no, no, I've been using it for 10 years. So basically what happened was the recession came in in 2008 and by 2009, I was like, well, I need to start reducing what I'm using every day. And I found this product in Niddle one day. I went, sure, for one ninety nine. sure, like, I'll give it a go. And I just started, I loved it. I And I, over the years, I've used it for 10, I, well, I did use it for 10 years. Uh, from my 30s to 40s, I um, tried lots of other products and I always went back to these because I just loved them on my skin. My skin felt good after this, felt hydrated. Um, and uh, actually, when I look at it now, it has hyaluronic acid in it when I look at the products now. And I never realized <laughs> that because it wasn't on my radar. So um, you've got your Q10 anti-wrinkle day cream and your Q10 anti-wrinkle night cream. Um, for me, as I said, uh, the night cream was always just, you know, really hydrating. I'd wake up, I feel like, you know, my skin is not tight. It's, it, you know, it was always it was always a really good one for me. So um, the day cream, however, about a year ago, um maybe a bit over a year ago, they changed the formula. And I know this is going to be very controversial, but I don't really like using an SPF in my creams. So I prefer... <laughs> that is controversial. <laughs> very controversial. So um, they put an SPF into it, even though it was only low. And I felt that then it started to kind of get a little bit... Um, you know, it, it felt kind of peely on my face. It would peel off quite easily. And I, I wasn't yeah. really mad on that. Like I said, the texture for me, like it crumbled on my face after yeah. an hour or two. So, I, and I believed that was the SPF in it. So I stopped using, and I've been kind of on the hunt for my day cream, you know, for about a year now. And I think I've found one, but I have tried an awful lot in between. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know what it is? I think it's an age thing. I think you can use certain things probably when you've got okay skin from 30 to 40s and then your skin just changes you know I think every decade your skin changes and you probably should look at what you're using mm-hmm. um, so for me now I have kind of stopped using these products but I would still recommend them to people if, if yeah. you've got non-problematic skin um, and you don't want to spend a force on something yes they don't have you know super amount of, of, of ingredients in it um, but for me they've always been one of my favourites and I know well, that's a really good recommendation Sarah and yeah. you know there's nothing wrong with, with using um, products that are are less expensive or or pharmacy brand products. I mean, you know that that's that's one of the definitely um, uh, yeah. a thing that, that that people should know is that it, there's nothing wrong with pharmacy brands. If they work for you, they work for you. And yeah. at the end of the day, isn't that what 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 it's all about? You know exactly. And I always said that if I had probably problematic skin, I probably would have gone and and got more. Yes, yeah, probably wouldn't have worked as well. But it you, wouldn't you, have you worked. Know. But yeah. I was lucky. And as I yeah. said, when I got that skin consultation recently, she did say, you know, she was. I'm not dissing any, you know, cheap products. It just yeah. maybe they're not right for you. And I just, you know, my skin has probably changed in the last number of years. So I do yeah. move on to different things. So, but yeah, I would highly recommend them for, for younger skin, maybe that in their 30s are trying to prevent some anti, some, some wrinkles. And at yeah. 199, I think each uh, 50 mil. And I, I, I also think, Sarah, probably for their husbands and for men, they, these would be good uh, products as yeah, well. To yeah, buying, yeah. So. And they've got vitamin E in them and hyaluronic acid yeah. and stuff too. So yeah, yeah. When, I know men don't like to necessarily, um, you know, use a lot of products in their skin yeah. but yeah it would, it would be it would be definitely one so for me I, I I would give them you know I have to give them five out of five for, yeah. for what, what they've done for me for 10 for years, the years so. of, for the years of service <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> So we have one more review left. That's going to be at the end of the show after we speak to the amazing Daniela Moyles and that is with Inculus Skincare. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We would like to welcome our next guest. She is the author of the recent number one best-selling book called Jump. She is the founder of The Still, a holistic and wellness living business, a model, TV and radio presenter, a student of psychology and a self-proclaimed forever adventurer who at the ripe old age of 32 has travelled to more countries in the world than I can probably count. Welcome, Daniela Moyles. <laughs> oh my Lord. I have to take a deep breath after all of that. That's unbelievable. Highly yeah, accomplished. That was very, 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 very uh, lovely intro. Thanks. Very much. <laughs> so, Kenny, I just asked you the question that I'm burning to ask. Um, how many countries have you actually been to? Oh, uh, oh, I have an app on my phone called Bean, and you can tick all the countries you've been to. <laughs> um, I, I think it's nearly eighty. <gasps> wow! Wow! Yeah. Yeah, oh I know. Oh my goodness. I know. And it happened kind of um, unexpectedly. I wasn't trying to hit any number, but now I'm really committed to getting to 100. Really? That's okay. incredible. Yeah. yeah. And was that all on your own? No, no, no. I, I definitely have shared some trips with people, but a lot yeah. of it was on my own. Okay. Um, and do you know what? Actually, that's not even true because when you go on your own, you're never on your own. You end up yeah, meeting people along the way. And, um, but the initial like step out the front door and onto the plane was on my own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you documented so much of it, actually. And, and, and you now can actually download some of your um, travels. Um, oh, you, like you... that's even relevant anymore. No, but it, I know. Well, I know, but you know what? Though? I I'm, think it's I'm, more relevant now than than before. I really do. I'm, I'm very optimistic, actually, about the future and travel. And I know we'll get a vaccine, and I know we'll be able to travel. Of course, again. we will. Also, very much into traveling, although I haven't been to that many countries. But um, you know, if you have documented, haven't you? You can actually download all your your separate countries into yeah yeah uh, that was actually kind of what was um, the precursor to the book so I started writing these travel guides and it was all the stuff that I wish I'd known when I was starting to backpack and when I was starting to move through different countries there's so many questions you don't realize till you start so I started writing these um 
guides that I would then break down into separate countries. And then I realized from not like, you know, I thought it might sell 10 and I realized from the feedback that uh, there was an appetite for not just um, the travel aspect, like the logical travel aspect, but also the story behind it. So that was really what, what actually gave me the confidence to even think about writing a book was those little travel guides. I think it's incredible, uh, you know, like uh, totally amazing. I, I, I think we all think it to ourselves that we have a book in us, you know, that, you know, I, I could sit down maybe at some stage and write a book and you actually did it. <laughs> when you finished, I know you did it as you traveled, but when you, when you finished the actual book, did you, was there a, a huge sense of, of accomplishment? Was it, was it an, an amazing thing in your head? Oh God, not at all. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think every human being can relate to the inner voice uh probably being your biggest critic if only that was what was the end result i mean how wonderful would that be to be like i wrap that up in a nice little bow now that's brilliant um no in your mind you're like burn it all that's awful this is going to be the worst book ever written no one's going to read it no one's going to like it if they do read it (laughs) like that's the narrative in your mind but um I think the act of writing the book and the the act of publishing your book are two very different things. Yeah. Writing the book was really cathartic. It was really, um, it was the closest I've ever gotten to that feeling of flow, that very elusive kind of sense of of losing space yeah. and time. Um, but the act of publishing the book is very different because then you've got to have a few conversations with yourself. Like, why did I do this? Am I okay mm-hmm. with people reading my story? Can I take on the reactions? Can I, can I like hold space for the fact that not everyone's going to agree with me? And, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's a different thing. And they're, they're both, uh, very good for growth in their own ways but mm-hmm. no you don't you don't have a lovely um sense of relief and confidence at the end of the book at all <laughs> so, so it wasn't like a commissioned book you you, you started That's what I was gonna ask, yeah. on, on on your travels didn't you I think were you in Bali or something when you started writing it yeah I remember the day I woke up I always loved uh literature I always loved reading and writing and I always wanted to write a book and you but... can actually tell that you the book is so beautifully written I oh, really have you. enjoyed it so much I've laughed I've cried I have you know I've wondered I you know it is beautifully written so English must have been something that you were excellent at in school I don't remember it that way but I definitely always had a real path like my favorite subject in school was geography which probably makes sense and art (laughs) but um I don't remember loving English I mean maybe the ye old English kind of turned me off but uh, (laughs) I I uh, I remember the day I woke up and said no I'm going to start actually property writing um and I didn't think I had a book in me, even though I do get that phrase that everyone has a book in them. But I think you yourself are very doubtful about what you might have to say or the space that it might take up or why it might be relevant. Um, and I started uh, putting together the structure and the pitch for the book. And that actually took six months. Writing the entire 70,000 words took me about three months. The pitch took six. It was like double the time just wow. to try and put my thoughts in, in order and, and then get a, a publisher for it. So, Daniel, can I just ask, for those who haven't read the book, what is the book and just a synopsis of what the book is all about? Good point. (laughs) (laughs) Just before we go on talking more and more about it, we need to know what it's about. 
so uh, the book is called jump and it's a it's a memoir which i never ever thought i'd write in my early 30s but it's it's essentially about um what i am not coining as my own phrase but which has been said to me many many times since is essentially the build up to this perfect on paper life that really Uh wasn't perfect on paper as none of our lives are um and and then the, the the total destabilizing of that um and the rebuilding which is backdropped by lots of amazing adventure all around the world um but the the journey is an inner and an outer one running parallel and i think that that's why it has a little bit of depth to it or why it might have um gotten a little bit more traction uh because i think people enjoyed the travel aspect but also the underlying human aspect which is really nice love or whatever you know the same sort of uh you know that sort of um it was like a journey for for you and for everybody else reading it i suppose I'll take that compliment for sure. <laughs> well, I have to say, I never finished Eat, Pray, Love, so and I finished your book. So, do you know what? <laughs> You're so much better. It is so, oh, so beautifully written. And, and I know we have worked together in the past, so I, I do know a little bit about you, but I've learned so much more about you that I didn't even know. And I suppose watching you on, on Instagram and seeing your travels and reading your book, it's... It, it, you know, it highlights... It's you. inspirational. It is inspirational, but it highlights... Oh, it, it really highlights. No, it really is. It really is. Like you, you, you know. don't know. You don't know what's going on in someone's life um, from no. Instagram or from just meeting them at, at, a, mm. at a job. Like you know, it, your your anxiety obviously was was spoken about in the book, and and probably one of the reasons why you probably wrote the book, maybe too. But um, I, like I would never have seen that. You 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 did the game face. You 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 kept it up. You you went to work every day. Um, you were modeling, presenting, TV, radio, everything. And like I I. I never knew any of this, you know. I, I know, incredible, but but I, I think isn't that the isn't that the world that we're living in right now? I mean, you know, I'm older than both of you, um, so I'm I'm old enough to, you know, remember times when there wasn't internet and all of that. You two probably haven't. <laughs> oh, I um, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but now it is. There is a whole it's a whole life there's a whole real life and then there's a, there's a whole life of you know what's on instagram and what's on facebook and so on so you know do you think that you had a game face that whole time and uh, not intentionally like i'm absolutely fascinated by myself now i've gone back to college to study psychotherapy and counseling because i was absolutely so uh, unconscious to this underlying discontentment like it wasn't a game face that was a genuine um mind body disconnect i i couldn't In understand like i was completely if 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 a big underlying um problem is brewing surely you would notice it before it explodes right and i just didn't like I did start to see the cracks showing and um, especially about a year into when I had uh, taken the breakfast presenter role on spin mm-hmm. but but it, it, still I was in absolute denial you know I, it was every other problem outside of maybe just myself and my mental health that just wasn't relevant to me at all mm-hmm. so it, it wasn't a game face uh so to speak it was more uh defense mechanism or a coping mechanism being the exact opposite of 
maybe what you were actually capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting thing to study now. It's really interesting. I'm fascinated by the complexities of humans and the way that many ways that we cope and the different ways that we come to be how we are. And um, you know what? It's funny because I wouldn't take back a minute of the pain or the mm-hmm. or a minute of the confusion or the um, kind of mental distress of it because it brought me to a place I never would have gotten to otherwise, yeah. which is yeah. a bit more like a vocation now. Yeah, and it's made you who you are now, I suppose, too. And and uh, like at 32, I just can't believe how much you've actually done and achieved. And, yeah, and but also not achieved. achieved. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, so much more. There's And there's so much more to you. I mean, what, what year are you now in, in studying? I'm in uh, my second of four years. Second of four years. Wow. Yeah. Um, where, are you, where are you? Where Where are you studying? So I went back to, I made the difficult decision to go home from living, living in Bali, living the dream in Bali to, uh, to go to DBS, to Dublin Business Uh, School. That's where I am now. (laughs) You know, I don't think I really took into consideration quite how long four years is, but then the pandemic hit and I thought like, what a brilliant time to be doing these studies. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can I bring it back to um, maybe, I think it was about 12 years ago and um, (laughs) you went on your first major trip, I think it was to Thailand. Um, yeah. And I think it was the same year that I was actually in Thailand because I was um, part of my honeymoon there. So I think we were having two, <laughs> totally two different uh, type of holidays. But um, you, unfortunately, and you explained this so well in the book, but uh, you, you got hit with dengue fever, which like I had obviously heard about your hair loss. But What is that, please? Yeah, dengue fever. Maybe explain a little bit more about and then how you lost your hair with it. It's like a really unheard of uh, type of, the closest thing I can connect to is malaria. You know, when you're traveling and you know that you might get malaria from a mosquito, it's like a, it's like a viral infection transmitted by a mosquito bite, but it's just not as mainstream or as uh, commonly known as something like malaria, but it's um, equally as absolutely terrible. There's four different strains. So unfortunately they have no vaccine because the strains mutate all the time. So it's very hard to protect against it. So it's not like you can take a malaria tablet. The only prevention is just uh, repellent and like long sleeved trouser or uh, tops and trousers so um, how do you get it sorry how do you get it you get it from a mosquito bite, mosquito bite. Uh, okay yeah mosquito bite so yeah i was i was backpacking in thailand um and uh, having the time of my life doing that rite of passage thing where you go to the full moon party and yeah. you uh, lose all your friends and you don't forget and you don't remember anything and yeah I was having a really really good time island I have no idea what you're and... talking about <laughs> <laughs> it was honestly the most free I've ever felt and it was really the beginning of my appetite for travel um, yeah and then I got dengue fever had no idea what that was just woke up one day with the most alien feeling in my body literally from my head to my toes um my eyeballs hurt my muscles and my and my bones hurt they call it bone breaker fever it was a very unfamiliar just very alien type of sickness which felt very far from home um and i had contracted the most um deadly strain of the virus which which then mutated into a hemorrhagic fever which is when you start hemorrhaging so your uh, capillaries burst underneath your skin which gives you a blood rash and then that obviously continues to your major organs and that's how you end up up dying from it now thankfully I was very young and very healthy and so 
my body was able to fight the virus, but I was in hospital for a month. And uh, as a result of, I think probably like the systemic stress and also the medication, I, I had temporary alopecia and all my hair fell out. Sarah, you would have been working with me at that time. But this is the thing. I don't remember your hair falling out. Maybe did you just hide away? Like, did you not? Yeah, I think... I went from being like the blonde Miss Ireland photocall yeah. model to just the the really thin, very pale, black, short haired kind of well, catwalk girl. I, yeah, and I do remember you with this amazing new hair bob, like bob, and and <laughs> this amazing new look. And you and you did you you, you kind of you, it was like a swan just came out, and you, you did become this absolutely stunning model. And I think again, it's in your book, you've, you've you've explained how you went from that kind of press callie girl which we've all done um to to, to the, the high fashion end of things and and uh but you you weren't really comfortable with that actually in the end were you no and it's funny to hear your description about that like i fell far from a fucking swan <laughs> <laughs> like i just it was it was probably the 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 hardest uh, period I've ever had with my own self-image you know and yeah. um, because I was I was I was so sick um, and I felt sick you know so the image reminded me of being sick and I also felt like I didn't choose to lose my hair I didn't choose to feel to be so thin I didn't choose all those things yeah. and yet I, I felt like I couldn't overcome them for years and so yeah I remember being told all the time that it was it looked so good and it was you know it suited me so much more and it was so much more um you know, modelly looking yeah. and fashion. And I was like, I cannot wait to do these extensions in my hair. Like, get away from me. Like, no. <laughs> did, you, did you know, actually, that it was going to be just a temporary alopecia? Or, like, had they made you aware of that? Or... You know what? Like, honestly, I think the um, NACE hospital has rarely dealt with exotic cases <laughs> with dengue fever. So the explanation of what was happening was not very thorough. And it took a lot of uh, Googling for me to figure things out. And so I was generally quite uncertain about what was going on. And that stress probably didn't help. But um, yeah. I, I didn't really know that it was <clears throat> temporary alopecia. But uh, I did start to see my hair um, kind of re- having a having a bout of regrowth about three months later so I was able to make that kind of assumption did your brows and your did your brows and your eyelashes go also no just the hair just on my your head. hair okay yeah. okay yeah if only it's it had been a whole body thing I would have quite have enjoyed that I wouldn't have to shave for a while <laughs> for a girl I say it must be one of the hardest things to have to come to terms with of losing your hair and you know think because hair is so connected to your looks isn't it it's another one that I weirdly would look back on and not change. It was so character building. It really helped. It, it helped me at a time when I was a new model to detach from something that could have become a really big part of my identity. You know, like I understood how fickle things like your image is immediately from that experience. And that was probably in my first year of modeling, which I think was a really good lesson for me to learn because who knows what way my mindset would have been had I not learned that and spent 10 years as a model. I could have had a very different outlook on aging, on on what, what where my value is and my self-worth. Whereas I think that was like a, a real... Um, a, a real baptism of fire into into okay. what I was what I was working at um, and how quickly it can be taken from you and how how little it really has to do with who you actually are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think I just I find it all really fascinating because I know myself. I, I I don't have great hair, and I always look at people longly with these like beautiful long locks, and I'm like, I wish I had hair. But then it sounds so superficial to say, oh, my hair is so important. But but you know, it is important. But you were only twenty when this happened, I think, as well. So like, you were very young and impressionable, I guess. So you know, if it happened to you now, do you think you could cope better probably with it than than at the time? 
I actually think I coped better then because oh, really? I, I don't know why it was like, because I was, um, I, I, maybe my sense of self wasn't quite as established. So I didn't really feel like I lost myself at that time. I definitely struggled with the being sick part of it a lot. And I definitely struggled to, uh, read to, to at that time when you are discovering your sense of self it really derailed me a little bit and that's really covered in the book and the kind of extremes I went to to come back to feeling beautiful and then kind of settled in the middle but I think if it happened now um like Sarah I'm pretty too single I don't have time for this <laughs> I do not have time for this now back then it was okay you had time on your hands I know yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm like I know who I am now I know what I want I don't have time for this <laughs> do, do you feel that pressure now actually at this age I mean like you know uh, it's it's not easy to be single, I suppose, particularly in a, in a climate like this when you can't get out and meet people yeah. actually either. But, you know, I know getting married or, or having a life partner is not the be all and end all to, to life for everybody. But um, are you feeling that kind of pressure? Like one of the questions I actually wanted to go on to was, was, was about, you know, your beauty treatments and your and products you use. And we will get on to that. But, you know, um, at, at, at 32, I was watching one of your, your um, videos recently. You, you had a skin cons- consultation with a dermatologist and, you know, you've, you've, um, you've started using certain products and you've also started to do some treatments, um, you know, at, 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 I would think, a very young age. But would you mind maybe going into explaining why you, first of all, started looking after your skin maybe in your 30s um, and, and doing the treatments that you're doing? Yeah, well, I got, I I never really had to um, look after my skin too much in my 20s, which I'm very, very blessed to say for for all the troubles with my hair, my skin kind of uh, cooperated. Um, And I was very lucky to never really um, deal with bad breakouts or anything more than just the odd spot here or there. Um, And then I got perioral dermatitis when I was traveling, which is a type of uh, pretty relentless kind of stinging um, dermatitis around your nose and mouth. Um, And most of the time, dermatologists will struggle to cure it naturally. And you end up on recurring bouts of antibiotics literally until your 40s, which I just was not interested in. So I took about six months of um, more holistic approaches. And I ended up discovering that it was a zinc deficiency, both topically and supplementary. So I've actually documented the whole process of figuring out how to cure it it naturally on my Instagram for um, anyone who is struggling with PD or perioral dermatitis because it can be a really relentless kind of a struggle to to figure out what's underlying it but it was after that that I realized that I couldn't take my skin for granted anymore I had a little bit of pigmentation and scarring and I just started to look into um different treatments that could help that I was getting IPL and generally investing more in my products mm-hmm. uh, cleansers toners moisturizers and different serums And then I met Adele Woods, who is uh, the managing director of the um, clinic Aura in Dublin. And she just really was on my vibe. She's very uh, natural. She's very kind of about enhancing what you have and like maintaining across your uh, 30s and 40s and 50s and, and not you know, kind of racing to catch up with yourself Mm -hmm. in terms of prevention or doing anything that's too drastic. And so I just started to take her advice on what was, what would be good for my skin for maintenance that really uh, came down to lots of uh, skin cuticles. Is that how you say it? Mm. A lot of people swear by it. Yeah. Skin skin, 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 sk
skinceuticals yeah it's a range of products yes yeah so she recommended a couple of different um morning and afternoon products i'm sure it's the stuff that everyone has heard of there's like um you know salicylic acid in the cleanser and hyaluronic acid and vitamin c and retinol Um. and the ones that everybody uses but on top of that she did a um a treatment on my lower face called Profilo, which is kind of like a small injection in the skin uh, to put hyaluronic acid into the lower layers of, so not just putting hyaluronic acid on the skin, but also into the lower layers of the dermis. Oh, wow. Um, and then, so that's all I do on the lower face. And then I started to get some Botox around my eyes as well, because I felt sometimes Welcome around to the your club. eyes. <laughs> but the eyes are a real telltale sign because not only they do you really get the fine lines, you also get the under eye bag. So I was like, I'm going to do one or the other here. So I started getting yeah, Botox around the eyes. But th- that's all I've done so far. And I find I'm really, really happy with that. Like those small. You do look very out. fresh. Nobody can see you, but I'm telling you now, you look very fresh. <laughs> I also get Botox, but I haven't had it for a while. And um, uh, yeah, it does become a bit of a, oh, look at me now, all wrinkly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you- I can see how that might happen. Like, I really want to keep myself only getting it twice a year so yeah, that uh, you know like start of the year mid of the year so that it's never something that you know I don't want to end up getting it like four times a year or anything like that because yeah. um I do want to have that 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 moment where you know it kicks in and you see the results again and you're like yeah. oh yes <laughs> <laughs> like I, I feel like so many people nowadays are starting at younger like it's 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 more for you it's not it's it's not a pressure from you that you feel like you have to it's it's not a career thing or anything now anymore it's it's just more something you're like okay this is just something that's preventing a little bit of aging you know i should i have started this 10 years ago is what i'm asking yeah well dermatologists dermatologists do say i know the mulrooney sisters here in in the beacon i think they are they they you know encourage girls to start and guys as well like let's face it um because we're so much more into um our looks nowadays but um they they encourage people to start thinking about it at around 30 thereabouts so i mean but then again they are dermatologists who want you to go and get their their stuff (laughs) but you know i would start it sarah around 35 you know really is that the Mm. Yeah, I just I think it's a bit mad. But Sarah, you literally look so young and glowing. She does. Whatever she has doing, the most perfect skin. She just has the most perfect no, skin. The sun is shining on me. That's what it is. No, little. You keep saying uh, our little, little bloody. She spends about two fifty on her on her moisturizers. Like unlike us. But That's genetics. I have changed it all. I have changed it all now. Definitely gone into my forties, and I'm like I cannot do that anymore. So I'm I'm you know it's, it's so it's good to hear that people are actually looking after themselves. I suppose in their 30s like these products you're talking about the profilo was something I really wanted to ask about and my sister was really interested to, to find more about profilo because I was I was watching that video that you did with with um, Adele and uh, so they are injections but it's not necessarily a Botox injection it's it's more no, no. hyaluronic acid injection yeah no it's not a filler and it's not a Botox it's just okay. the hyaluronic acid that you would put on like the, the B5 that you would put on your skin but it's and it's not it's not deep it's not a deep injection yeah. you know what I mean yeah. it's a very very it's just right below those layers of the skin and apparently Adele was telling me that um so you do one you do three injections one at the temple one at the side of the nose one down around the chin and apparently the molecules actually um are attracted to each other below the skin so they spread out like uh like a very thin layer just below the skin and I really noticed it I noticed the 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 texture and tone of my skin the plumpness and the it just is a it's a very very natural you know what if you don't wear makeup a lot and you you are 
every morning greeted with your own like natural face that's that has to then go out into the day these are just really a simple non-invasive low maintenance treatments that just maintain that um vitality that we can lose in the gray irish winter you know like we don't have access to that gorgeous vitamin d we're not always able to get outside and into the fresh air so little things like that can kind of perk up the skin when you're inside sitting in like electric you know heating and kind of in the in the the low 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 hours of uh, light in the day and stuff like that they're just little maintenance things can I ask you just to go back to your travels, um, just because I'm fascinated by what you brought with you. So before mm-hmm. you discovered your hyaluronics and your Botox and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. what did you bring with you that were the most essential items in your, well, I suppose in your makeup bag, if you like, but in your travel yeah. bag? Uh, like I was very low maintenance until I started to get this skincare um, love and which you know it's actually I've managed to I think navigate it into something kind of low maintenance now although I think I'd be lying if I said it was fully low maintenance when I'm talking about injecting profilo but um, no, before, <laughs> before I went backpacking I was very much not about that life like I rarely wear I rarely wear makeup as it is um, and my skincare care was very simple I just brought a um I think it's called Effaclar from mm-hmm. uh, La Roche-Posay. It's a face and body cleanser. Yes. And yeah. I would also use the um, the sensitive skin, um, just very simple moisturizer. That was it. So just a simple cleanser and a moisturizer, nothing else. Mm-hmm. And in terms of my makeup bag, it was like a travel-sized um, face and body, um, a from very, Mac. very... Yeah, a very compact Charlotte Tilbury um, bronze highlighter and blush palette that I also yeah. used as eyeshadow and everything else um, and a mascara and that was it. I think, yes. uh, oh, the one product I brought that I felt was a little bit bougie was an eyelash curler. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> and did you have to bring mascara, did you say? I did bring mascara, yeah. So I brought like, so I basically had that tiny little palette for contouring and light and shadow um, a, a face and body and a, um, and a mascara and that was it. And I didn't do anything for um, brows or, you know, I didn't know fancy things. It was just yeah. all very simple. And to be honest with you, the amount of times I even utilized those things was I could count it on two hands. When you're backpacking, it's just all of that's out the window. You obviously had your sun protection, right? Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I would. I wish I could tell you I did, but I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't discover that on my. That's why years. she's injecting herself with hyaluronic acid <laughs> that now. Is probably is. Did I you think I did wear? two years of sun. Like, yeah. No, I didn't. I really didn't. And you're so bad. Even. But you no, see, but you no. see, you're obviously sallow skin as well. She right? has that beautiful sallow you skin. Yeah. That, so you you take the color. I I don't get burnt. Color. I don't get burnt. But that doesn't mean I shouldn't wear SPF. My like I would never do that now. I put SPF 30 on my face always, and for two whole years I just lived in the sun and didn't. So you're probably mm. right. That's why I probably need to start at 32. <laughs> well, didn't Emma say something like, um, "If you're spending all this money on products now." that yeah. if you're not using an SPF every day there's nearly no point to all these expensive yeah. products which you know I was, I was like, oh, okay unaware of that, that. Yeah. like totally unaware of that I know it's so obvious because everyone talks about it. it's like the number one um, skincare tip that everyone gives but I was like ah everyone's talking about but this. I suppose look everybody's <laughs> like that when they're young for god's sake you know they just go oh sure I'll never get old <laughs> you know yeah. and then it hits you and you're like oh Jesus I also just need to know um, from I suppose from everybody's point of view uh, give me your top five places to travel to and mm-hmm. where was your worst place to go where did you just feel oh dear Jesus 
Okay, so my top five, my number one place that I loved the most was uh, Tokyo in Japan, but Japan in general. Ah, um, okay. Second to that, I would say Changu in Bali or anywhere in Bali. Uh, third would be Tulum in Mexico. Um, fourth, I would say the Greek islands, like uh, hopping, mm. like island hopping through the Greek islands. And yeah. um, oof. What will I go for for number five? I'm drawn now that I'm getting to the end. Okay, I'm going to go for a bit of a wild card. Patagonia in wow. North America. So like okay. Chile and Argentina. It was yeah. really incredible. And my least favorite place, and there really wasn't many, like everywhere was so spectacular um, and really was wonderful in its own right. But I think the place I would probably be least rushing back to was Paraguay okay. uh, they've only got 20% paved roads and I've never seen more mosquitoes in my life and it was okay. also just incredibly humid and it was difficult to get around and yeah just yeah. I I was like get me out of here <laughs> I, yeah I was interested to know your your place too and you you I can't believe you can just say them off so quickly um it's for me when I was traveling I, I kind of had a city that was my favorite so where I, was I yours had, Sarah well my city, I suppose, was Rio, and I was somewhere I never thought I was going to even like. Was you know probably my favorite city now in the world is Rio. I love Rio. I go there. We go there. I go there every every two years because yeah. Fabio is from Rio. Yeah. So um, yeah, my husband's I, from Rio. I was uh, that was totally unexpected because I just thought it was going to be all high rise and the beach and uh, you know it's an amazing place, amazing. And then I'd say one of the most beautiful places in the world, which again was unexpected, was Bolivia for me. Like yeah, you know, but it just reminded me there when you say there's no roads in Patagonia or in, was it Paraguay. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's no roads basically in, Bol- in Bolivia either, and it's a third world country. It's landlocked, but it's just so beautiful. Yeah. Oh That's- my god! Did you do that? Um, did you do that uni to yeah. into the Atacama? De- oh my god! Oh my if god. anybody is traveling in the near future to, to South America, go to uni, get one of the four by four trucks for four yeah. days over the Altiplano, and you end up in this incredible desert in northern Chile. It's the most spectacular four days of my life. I've never. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. My, I think mine would have been probably Donna Bate in North <laughs> County Dublin. The beaches there are just stunning, I find. Really beautiful. I love it there. We needed that. You needed to bring us back down to earth there. We did, yeah, totally. But you know what I always say? Like, I've been to some beautiful countries as well. I've been very fortunate over the years. Um, not as many as you, Danelia. But um, when in Ireland, like, we actually do have the, the most beautiful country in the world. Yes, but it's just beautiful. crap weather. It's just, the it's just... It's, that's all. Like, I, I do yeah. think, you know... Having been to so many beaches again on the west coast and the south, they're just stunning here. Like we 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 just did our, our, our staycation. Um, uh, we went off to Schneem, um, and we happened to we we got four of the most beautiful days here in Ireland, and it was it was absolutely incredible. It was it was it was so magical, and the scenery, everything was beautiful. But you know. It's so far and few between to get weather like that, you know. Exactly. And you obviously then, as you said, you have plans to to go back traveling again and you want to get up to that hundred mark. Um, Where to where would be your first place that you'd go to now? So I've provisionally booked for next year, obviously COVID dependent, a trip to Africa. So starting in South Africa and then working up through um, there was eight countries. I can't remember them all. It was like, it was all the way up to Kenya, Tanzania, Malawi, Zambia, uh, Namibia. Um, yeah, 
I can't remember them all now, but there was a lot on the list. Um, and hopefully that can happen because Africa is the last continent that I really need to explore. And yeah. like before you get into like Oceania, which is all those random islands just dotted thousands of miles apart, <laughs> which I'll just probably never see in a lifetime. But Africa is one I really want to properly um, explore and give attention to. And so hopefully that can happen next year. Um, Africa actually has done quite well with COVID for yeah. what I can, from what I can see and what I, what I've read. And um, so I'm really hopeful that I'll be able to go ahead and I miss traveling so much. I miss the adventure of it so much. I always thought when I got that long-term stretch of traveling done that I'd be able to settle. And I've now come to terms with the fact that this is a lifelong passion. I'm never <laughs> going to be able to, this is something that's with me till my last breath. So kind of accepting that has allowed me to start to mold my life in a new way. And maybe it's not totally conventional and maybe it's not the same as what everyone that I know is doing, but I'm, I'm so absolutely ecstatic about the idea of all the places I get to yet see mm. So, and can I can I ask you as a woman traveling on your own? Um, I, I know obviously you met people, and, and you've said earlier on there, you know, you you are never alone. But were, were there? Do you is 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 there? Are were there any pitfalls, or you know, was there times when you were like, ooh, um, a bit wary because you were on your own because you were a woman traveling? Was there countries, for instance, that that would have treated you differently? Do you think? I feel like I hate saying this because I don't want to spread any kind of false sense of security. And of course, I want people to have their wits about them and to um, sense into that intuition and to always listen to their own um, sense of a place. But I absolutely didn't ever. Ever mm. once okay. I have any other than the time okay. of my life. Um, I really thankfully can say that that wasn't something that um, hindered me in any way. It wasn't something that made me feel uncomfortable. Um, it just wasn't relevant. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, of course, there's, there's different cultures and there's different ways of being, and there's um, you know there's there's things that feel very far from home. But I never once felt in any way unsafe. Mm. You're a confident person, though, I suppose. So it, it of course, of course, yeah. You're not going to put yourself into stupid uh, situations yeah. where you, you... Yeah, you, I mean, I was, it was 29, not 21, so I probably was traveling yeah. in a different way. But, um, yeah. I, you know, and that's another thing, that, that that bit of age really allowed me to appreciate the travels in a different way than if I was kind of probably out in the booze every night of the week. But um, <laughs> and maybe, that, maybe that contributed to the sense of, you know, feeling like capable. Yeah. But yeah, it, it definitely empowered me a lot and, and gave me a sense of uh, capacity that I didn't know I had prior to going. So that was mm-hmm. really... Okay, so... Uh, just with all of your travels and all of all of what you've done, how just as from for me asking you, how on earth did you afford all of it? I get asked that all of the time. I do always <laughs> feel I, I feel immediately like I need to say that I absolutely I'm sorry. Do not, I, I do not come from a wealthy family. It was not paid for. Um and it like it wasn't some kind of trust fund, um, you know, you just worked hard. Account. Well, I actually explain it completely and break it down fully. I, it, there's two ways that people can find this out. I have a guide on the still.com, which is a preparation, packing and preparation, where I break down the budget to the cent. Like, I, So I explain how... That's really budgeted, interesting. 
Mm. Yeah, and it's really thoroughly broken down. So if you're interested in that level of detail, that guide is there. It's 9.95, and it has every single Brilliant. like detail in there of how I saved. And also, I've done it in a way that's applicable to any length of travel, so you can take it and mold it. Even if you're going for three months or six months, or if you're planning on going for okay. a year or two years, it'll work. And then I also explain fully how I got to that point in terms of my own work and saving in in the book. In the book, There's a whole so buy the bloody it, yeah. book is what you're trying buy, to say. Buy my books, guys. <laughs> so you can go travel. I'm again. a hustler. And can I ask you also, do you think that you'll settle in Ireland? Do you think that Ireland is your home or is it Ireland? Will Ireland always be your base or what do you think? I love Ireland and Ireland will always be my home, but I don't think I'll settle here. I'm, this is, mm. it feels to me like a whistleblow stop while I get my degree. Um, for me, I can I, feel I, that I, coming through the screen at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, you know what? I think the first year that I came home, I actually really genuinely struggled. I struggled so much to settle back in because, um, I, I, the lifestyle was so different to what I then knew that I wanted it. And also my friends' lives had moved on so much and yeah. we adore each other and I adore watching them grow and watching their lives change. But also it's very different from where I want to go and what I know, yeah. I, where I know I'll end up. And so I, it took me a minute to make my peace with that for myself, to stop questioning myself and to stop saying, oh, am I totally wrong? And maybe I should just adhere to this and I should just mm. do that and I should just want this. And I really had to take a step back and say, no, like, you know what you want, have some confidence mm. in your sense of self, even if it goes against the grain, even if it's not prescribed or conventional, like trust yourself, like tr- mm-hmm. follow the threads of joy follow that real true authentic um sense of what you want and so i'm really comfortable with it now and i feel really happy and uh like i love being home here i love the capacity it gives me for work i always feel like i get to generate lots of great work in ireland and then hopefully yeah. when that's established i can bring that with me wherever i go and it's a whole new world now i mean we really are getting a taste oh, totally. to work remote like yeah. i have yeah. learned so much from I'm- the remote Transfer. I wanted to ask you about that actually, because one of the projects that you're working on is 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 your um, holistic and wellness business, which is the still. So yeah. is that something that is is a constant project or something that you want to grow into a big business? For now, it's um, something I'm doing alongside. Uh, Uh, writing and college and eventually I'd love to take that as uh, what comes with me when I leave so the plan at the moment which you never know with me if it will ever stay consistent but the plan at the moment is to finish out my degree so I've obviously two more two and a half more years to go here Um, and then I want to hopefully have established the still into something that's trustworthy and something that people recognize and if they have come to one of our workshops or events or bought one of our products that they really enjoy it and that um, I can establish that as a holistic wellness center in Bali or somewhere equally beautiful wow. and exotic. And people can come and really get that break from um, from modern life and really take that step away to this gorgeous sanctuary uh, in in Bali or somewhere equally tropical. Can I sign up now? Um. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it sounds like it's a perfect idyllic place. So can I, can I just get back to something that you said there? You said you're writing. Are you writing another book? 
I am. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing another book. Do you know, I never, ever, ever saw that coming. And now I think it's something I'll, I'll pursue one after another after another. Like, I, I cannot see myself ever stopping it. It's the, I, I, I said it already, but it's the closest I've ever gotten to flow. It's the closest I've ever experienced to a sense of um, being in flow. And I just love it so much. And I never would have been able to tap into that if it wasn't for going traveling and taking that space. Mm-hmm. And, and can you tell us about what, 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 what is this? What is it so in fiction like uh, you know it's not it's still non-fiction and it's going to be a this is an exclusive by the way uh, <laughs> yay. i'm kidding i'm kidding um but i haven't actually said this anyone. but it is going to be thank you for uh, sharing with us <laughs> so the the book jump was obviously the outer journey and this is going to be the a follow-up workbook of the inner journey so it's taking all it's taking the essence of what i learned on that journey and combining it with my studies in psychotherapy and psychology right. and, and it's going to be a really digestible i i'm i'm already so excited about it and i've only written around 10,000 10, words but i'm genuinely so excited because it's I think it's going to be so useful and it's what I would have loved to have been able to get my hands on at, at that time when I when I wanted so much to understand myself, but I didn't have those tools. Um, mm-hmm. And this is, I think, like I'm a young Irish woman and so our experiences are generally similar, if not nearly overlapping at times. And so this is something that's really universal and I hope is going to be really, really helpful for people. And it's a pretty quick turnaround. My deadline is uh mid-November and it's out early next year. So oh, wow. yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, so I'm busy with that. Thank you. Yeah, really yeah. excited. And then I have an idea for book three after that. <laughs> and are we are we thinking of like film rights and all of that sort of stuff is there anything going to happen with your first like book I, do you would, think? I would love that I actually think every who will day play I'm you trying to manifest it I have no oh, idea she can play herself <laughs> <laughs> Totally no, I could. would love that. I would love that. But I mean, you never know with these things. Like, you never know where your book will end up or whose hands it'll get into. But um, you know, if E Pray Love became a big cult classic, who knows? Exactly, Maybe that's tomorrow. what I mean. Yeah, totally, yeah. absolutely. Well, we God, we could actually talk to you all day. I know. You're all such day. an interesting person. You have achieved Aww. so much, and you have so much more to give. And um. I, Congratulations! It's fascinating, and you are you are an inspiration, and I do, I mean yeah. that not in a crawly bum lick sort of a way. You really yeah. are. <laughs> You're you, honestly both far too kind, and I I can't no. take the level of. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all true, and we wish you the best of luck with the next absolutely. Book. With Absolutely. all your businesses, and we hope that you get to go traveling someday again. And when you're president of Ireland, will you let us come to your inauguration? <laughs> oh, lads. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's been a joy. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much, Daniela. Today. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Guys. Thanks a million. Thanks. Now, to finish off our reviews, I'm going to start off with the Inculist eye cream. And it's the caffeine eye cream, and it it's, uh, retails for 10.45. I have to say, it's a fantastic price um, for the product. And I, I really like the look of it. We received the the uh, products that we got from, from them. Um, I really like the look of the packaging. It's really simple, and um, it just looks really sort of sleek. So for a guy, I, I would have no problem using these, these products. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, it's very neutral, like packaging it. Like it could be male or female, I suppose, really. Absolutely. No, totally is. And I've been using it um, and I have said, 
really like it. Um, very emollient. Um, I liked the fact that it didn't drag under your eyes. It set quickly, um, and it just gave um, a nice boost to uh, my under. And I do suffer from dark circles under my eye, and I found um, I've been using it pretty much. I, you know, look, it's an eye cream. They all claim to have the miracle cures and everything in them, but really, I did actually find that my the the texture under my eyes and all the the the, the color wasn't as bad as it would normally be. So that could be the caffeine. Um, the caffeine is good for uh, rehydrating skin, believe it or not, and yeah. for darkness. Um, it, caffeine is used in products for for dark under the eyes or redness and so on. So I thought it was very good. I I, I liked yeah. it and I loved the price point. Um, also, it's yeah. fairly fairly widely available. You can get it in Boots. You can get it in pharmacy, mm-hmm. most pharmacies, McKay one. So it's available everywhere. Well, yeah, I'm going to be the same. I don't really suffer really from, from dark circles or from puffiness under the eyes, luckily. But I have been using it and uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen a massive difference because I, I don't think I had too much to worry about in the first place but I, I, I've been using it I like it no, I, you don't. I, I do feel like it tightens <laughs> the area I suppose um, a little bit um, which is probably a good thing but it's meant to, I suppose, reduce the puffiness and dark circles and fine lines. So I'm going to keep using it. I get, as I said, I like the price point really good. I like actually the whole, uh, we also tried the hyaluronic acid, which is apparently they're one of the most popular products. Yes. Now, like I was really impressed actually with their website. Yes. Um, they have a section on it that is called Inky yes. School. And when you go on and watch video, you can watch videos or tutorials from dermatologists and skin experts. And, you know, they kind of help identify your skin type and then ultimately find the right products for you so i i'd love to get a bit more into that i i I was really impressed with that now because not a lot of websites do that yeah, no, totally. I, I loved the website. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, um, yeah. I love, you know, it's basically offering you what, for instance, if you go into Brown Thomas or Arnett or any of the big stores, you know, and you sit down at a counter and you ask for skin analysis, that's what they So that's okay. sort of inky, inky list are giving you online. So online. I thought that was quite good. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like, and to be honest, this product has been, these products have been around for two years. I probably only got on my radar about six months ago, which I mean, yeah. I obviously was living under a rock or something. Yeah, because, no, totally. Like, yeah, like apparently <laughs> I was reading up on it. Like there's one product sold every 30 seconds since they've arrived on the shelves. So they've been that popular. Ah. Maybe, maybe it's the price oh point as well as their, they, they don't really, they keep their price down because there's no major marketing and no major advertising, I think. And that's, that, that's, yeah. the, and the product speaks volumes, I suppose. And clearly the packaging is, the packaging is very simple. Yeah, yeah. So I have been using this hyaluronic acid from the Inky List actually, um, last file and I suppose hyaluronic acid is something that has been around for a long time and obviously we all produce it yes. but it's not on my radar I didn't know why I should be using it I didn't know anything about it really but I now see it in so many products um, I got a skin yes it's in everything it's the buzzword yeah. <laughs> exactly it is the buzzword and I, these buzzwords come out of yeah. nowhere sometimes that annoys me but anyway so I did start using this I, I, I like again I'm using it because I feel like I should be using it. I've been told I should use it, yeah. but I was using it also to test this. And, and, and it's been nice. It's meant to, I suppose, um, hydrate your skin. Is that the way it's meant to work? Yes. And appear. So hyaluronic acid is a well-known moisture magnet, if you want to know. It's wow. capable of holding an amazing amount, of th- a thousand times of uh, your weight in water. So it's really um, hydrating. So it's great for dry skin. It's great for redness. It's great for puffiness. It's great for any of the aging skin yeah. and so on. 
all of which I'm terribly sorry to say you don't have. So you have beautiful skin. Well, you you've <laughs> the skin of a five year old child. Oh, this is the thing, though. You see, I think since I've I've turned a certain age, I can really <laughs> see now the forehead is getting really bad. But I'm I'm I, I as I said, I got a skin salt consultation recently, which I do want to talk about in another um, yeah. podcast if we can. But uh, I've been told I actually have dehydrated skin, which mm. I didn't think I had. So uh, because I've been using all these hyaluronic acids and everything, my skin, in fairness, on my forehead has felt like the lines have reduced. So okay. that's a good thing. And I, I think I will definitely continue to use. So can I ask you a question? Do you, now, this is honestly, this is, is a really good marker. How much coffee and tea do you drink every day? So uh, I have never drank coffee in my life. I don't okay. like the taste of it. Love the okay. smell. Don't like the taste. Okay. And I drink one cup of real tea, as I call it, in the morning. Um, that's my caffeine fix. Okay. And then I would drink herbal teas the rest of the day. Okay. All right. Well, then, well, herbal teas can be um, um, have a have a lot of tannin in them as well. So, okay. you know, like um, um, normally people who have dehydrated skin, when I hear that, it means you're not you're either not drinking enough water or you're 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 you know, you're yeah. drinking too much caffeine, maybe. Yeah, I know. I drink a lot of water. So, as well. you know, drinking water um, will really help. Yeah, and I, like I know you were saying you're very kind and saying you have nice skin. So I've I do always, know. I'm not a skin expert. <laughs> no, but I always sit down in front of makeup artists to get my makeup done. They go, oh my God, your skin, and I'm so lucky. And I, So I've always had this thing of, oh, I'm so lucky at my skin. But actually, when I got a proper consultation, it was like, she's like, well, it's not bad skin, but you're kind of slightly dehydrated. So I was thinking, how? Like, I drink loads of water and I, you know, but anyway, using these new products, I'm actually really impressed with them. And I love the price point because I don't believe in spending humongous amounts of money on things. Um, so I would be very impressed no, with these I and I definitely would say go to the website and check out what you'd need um, for your own skin type. Uh, they've got 36 skincare products and nine hair care products. So there's a few there that I'd really like to try. So yeah, happy out with those. Yeah. Well, like I, I, I also, same deal. I I am of a certain age and uh, I have obviously guys' skin, so it's slightly different from women's skin. Yeah. Um, but I do find, I have found the, that's what I was saying about the, the cream under my eye. I really did like the, the way it made my eyes feel. So, you know, I, um, I use concealer, for instance, every day. I use my own concealer for my own range every day under my eyes because um, it makes me look more awake. Yeah. And I found that the concealer went on much better with with this, and it didn't um, it didn't dry in patches. So that's what I liked about the, yeah. the eye cream. So, yeah. so I, I, I recommend the eye cream. Yeah, and, and that's a good price point. And then the hyaluronic acid is seven ninety nine as well for thirty mil. So yeah, both yeah, and it's it's you know you use such a small amount of it that the actual um, the we'll have the pictures of the of the products up on on our Instagram, Instagram. page. But the the hyaluronic acid is very small, so you use a tiny amount of it. You really do only put a small amount onto your skin. Yeah, yeah. So Ken, what would you give this out of five? So my marks out of five for this, I would give it a, I would give it a firm four. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Four out of five. Um, so for me, I suppose, I don't know, because I don't know if I really needed it, but I'd, I'd give it a three. I'd give it a three. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then the um, hyaluronic acid from Inky List. So I, again, would give it a three out of five. I, like, it's not bad. It's not necessarily, I don't know if it's if it's doing great things for me. I'm hoping mm -hmm. it is eventually, but I would give it a, a firm three. Yeah. Okay. And that's it for this week's Beauty and Beyond with thanks to our friends over at the Beauty Buddy app and our producer, Simon, and of course, the lovely Ken. 
Thank you, lovely Sarah. Thank you, lovely Simon, for looking after us. Until next time. Until next time. Bye.